WHHH-FM Indianapolis. It's time to take a look at what's going on in and around Indy. It's Open Lines, your eye on the community on High 96.3. Hold up. And good Sunday morning to you, Indianapolis. I'm Cameron Riddle. It is Sunday, July 19th, 2020. And boy, there was a lot of news happening in Indianapolis between what happened last night and what is happening already this morning. We'll talk about all of that. And of course, take your calls about it at 317-239-9696. Some of the things we'll talk about today on the show uh, is back to school or not. You've heard several school districts over the past week start to change their plans. At first, everyone was getting ready to go back next week and the week after that in early August. But now that is changing because these coronavirus numbers are continuing to climb. So what is it that you want your school district to do? And what are you as parents going to do? What do you think is right? We'll talk about all of that after 8.30. And did you hear? There is a new mural coming to the Circle City, a Black Lives Matter mural. And as you can imagine, not everybody is happy about that idea, but some of the reasons they don't like it may not be the ones you are assuming they are right now. We'll introduce you to some of that back and forth and try to get a little public survey on should there or should there not be a Black Lives Matter mural in Indianapolis and why. That's also coming up at 8.30, but first here at the 8 o'clock, top of the hour, you might have heard uh, of the promo that we've been running, and that's talking about new jobs in the career of construction. And now you're looking for something new to change after coronavirus has flipped the entire world upside down. Well, we're going to connect you with the man behind the program that is offering jobs, that is offering careers, that is offering opportunity. We're going to talk with Antonio Lipscomb from the uh, minority contractors collaboration coming up at the top of the eight o'clock hour. But first, as I said, there has been a lot of news that has happened overnight in Indianapolis. And now let's get you caught up on what is happening today in the Circle City. A man is dead after he was shot by police during a five-hour-long standoff that began late Saturday night at a home on the northeast side of Indianapolis. Officers were called to the 36th Street block of North Parker, North Parker Avenue around 11.45 last night on reports of a domestic disturbance. As police approached the house, IMPD said a male suspect came outside and immediately began firing a gun at police. One officer returned fire. The male immediately then went back inside the residence. When the SWAT team eventually arrived and then entered the house, the suspect again fired at police. Officers returned fire again, this time hitting the man. The man who has not been identified was transported to a local hospital in critical condition and later died from his injuries. IMPD says no officers were injured. The Marion County Fair had to be evacuated last night after one person was shot at the front gates. But now this morning, police say that shooting started with a fight involving more than 100 people. Police and the Marion County Sheriff's Office deputies were escorting what they call problem juveniles from the fairgrounds when 100 to 150 juveniles and adults rushed the front gates and forced their way inside. After getting inside, multiple fights began to break out and police attempted to get the situation under control. There were multiple shots fired, resulting in one juvenile being shot. In coronavirus news, Indiana's coronavirus numbers are continuing to climb. The state is now reporting 855 new cases and 17 additional deaths. The state's total caseload has now increased to 55,654. Now, because of that increase, Indianapolis Public Schools has decided to push back the start day of the school year by two weeks to August 17th. The 855 new cases reported yesterday is the second highest single day of new cases in Indiana since the pandemic began. And in your forecast, there's a 40% chance of rain tonight. But before that, we will see mostly cloudy, cloudy skies, that is, with a high of 93 degrees. It'll still be a great day in Indy. 
All right. So, as I said, a lot happening in the news overnight in Indy. So, all right. Let's hope Saturday, uh, Sunday, that is, is a bit more calm than what Sunday brought to us. That was just a portion of what happened in the Circle City last night and into this morning. As I said, coronavirus has knocked a lot of people off of their feet uh, throughout the past couple of months. We have seen people who have never, ever stepped foot at a a, a food drive or a food bank going there with their BMWs and their uh, Mercedes Benz because this pandemic has um, spared no one. And with that said, a lot of people now are looking for a new job. Some people are looking for a new career. Uh, And all of that is okay. This is a time that everybody's now feeling a bit vulnerable and maybe there's something completely different they want to do. So let's ask you this. Have you ever considered a career in construction or a field like it? Well, maybe you have to consider it no longer. It's a life-changing opportunity and, of course, it's going to cost you not a dime. We're going to introduce you to Antonio Lipscomb. He is with the Minority Contractors Collaboration and also the host of a new show on our sister station, AM 1310, 92.7 FM, The Light. It's called Black Power Presents, and it airs Sunday night. So mark your uh, alarm on your phone for the show airing tonight at 6 o'clock on WTLC AM. The host, Antonio Lipscomb, joins us right now on the live line. Antonio, good morning. Oh, good morning, Cameron. How are you? And thank you so much for allowing me to come on your broadcast this morning. Absolutely. Congratulations on your show. I know it just started. Hey, you know what? You just said a mouthful before we came on. Um, there's a lot going on. It's a unique time in our in the history of, of this country. And certainly people are looking for options and opportunities uh, as we go through such a trying time as this pan- pandemic has struck a lot of people, and uh, a lot of people are out of work, uh, needing to reinvent themselves and do something different. So we want to be a group that's adding positivity to a, a time that, uh, that, that most uh, people that we're running into is running into a situation of uh, even homeless and homelessness or despair. And we just want to come alongside them and offer uh, free uh, access to a career opportunity that could help them earn a livable wage. So uh, tell us about some of the things that you guys are doing, because it's not just you. It's a group of contractors who are doing a lot of big things. You guys have government contracts. There is still manufacturing going on. And Indianapolis, thankfully, is a growing city. So there are things that are being built. What is it um, that I guess the field offers uh, to people who may be looking for a completely different career? Well, this started for us to fill the construction and the need for construction workers in related fields. Um, Even 20 years ago, we were talking about a shortage of workers needing to get into the trades. As you well know, I don't know if you know or not, but they took a lot of the skilled trade opportunities out of the high school. Oh, yeah, that I'm aware of. So when they they made that move – it, it seems as though that caused the lack of education uh, for our citizens to be able to go into the skilled trades because everybody was saying, go to college, go to college. Nothing wrong with going to college, but for those that are not going to college, what else do you do? And when you get a skilled trade, that means you have learned something that no one can ever take from you. And you may not be a skilled trades person. Uh, but because you have a skill, you're able to provide an income for your family, such as this. I mean, the coronavirus. Who would have thought this this would even exist? And people in America would be walking around uh, with masks trying to protect themselves from a virus. That's something that you you kind of see on a sci-fi movie. You never would think that that would be reality. However, it is. And now, uh, what do we do? The average age uh, for construction workers is 50. And so regardless of the pandemic or not, it's such a shortage in the field that if you was just to come and get a free class for about four or five weeks, put you in a position where you have a certification and you can use it as an option. You may want to use it for a period of time and go back to what you was doing before. But at the same time, if you have it, no one could ever take it from you and you can use it at any given moment. 
317-239-9696. We are live this morning on the Open Line Show. I'm Indy's newsman, Cameron Riddle from WRTV here in the Radio 1 studios. Ebony, by the way, everybody, is uh, still resting. She'll be back with us next week, taking some much-deserved time off. This morning, though, we are on the air with Antonio Lipscomb from the Minority Contractors Collaboration and the host of Black Power Presents, talking about new opportunities in the field of manufacturing and construction and how you can get a new job. 239-9696. Antonio, you already have a couple of callers coming coming in. That is, uh, let's see who this is on line one. Caller, good morning. You're live on the air. Am I, is it me, Cameron? Yes, it is. Good morning, sir. How are you? Hey, how y'all doing? Greetings. This is Paul calling. How y'all doing this morning? Good, good. I want to. I want to tell you. You know, I'm not in Indianapolis, so I can't really hear you guys, and I don't know what the topic is. But I just heard him. Anyway, I'm 60 years welder. I went through the Cedar program, and the welding, the welding field, or your steel trade field, yeah, they kind of fell off. But welding is coming back. And if if you guys out there want to try to uh, shoot at a, a career that I, I retired as an aircraft uh, welder at Rolls-Royce. And uh, so that's a good field to get into. So I hope you guys uh, understand that this industry is about to start off again. So go get your training, your schools, go get that stuff. You, can, you guys can make a really nice living uh, in that field. And then so the reason that I'm calling is that, Cameron, you said something last week, and I need to, I need to say this. Go ahead. Uh, everybody is making comments about you and how they referring to you as Amos. You you got to get the Amos Brown thing going on. Well, I've been with Amos too. We were really good friends. I've been on the radio with him a lot. And when he started getting deep down serious, then that's when they removed him from downtown. And uh, we had he had a show on every single day. And I hope that you guys understand that you guys can have a TV show just like he did. During the week, it will be more beneficial. You will have more people calling in. And one thing I want, when you say open mic, one of these days, and it's only four times a month, but you guys are actually going to have, have to have open mics so people can just call in and say what they want to say. And I hope that you guys, um, and I'm telling you, y'all ready. Y'all ready. Y'all ready for your own TV show. And I can't wait on it to come out. I don't know if that's what's in your view. But that's what's in my focus. This program is very important. It's urgent that we have this. And I hope that with your enthusiasm that you continue and that you go ahead and get a TV show and have it on every day so that people can actually call in and say what their their uh, views are. Because that's what Amos did. And he was very effective. And not just me, along with other callers. We attacked things like EEOC. We had these uh, uh, Evan Byron. Uh, I mean, he's he he's had has all these people on. So I'm just hoping that your focus is to go ahead and do it full blown because you have the spiritual support of Amos Brown. And I want to thank everybody uh, just for the opportunity to have a show like this. And I hope that Kathy Hughes uh, really comes to Indiana and look at our radio show like the like the brothers suggested last week. Because you are that, this program is that relevant. I myself have, have talked to people because they hear my voice, they know it's me. And, uh, and they say, boy, I hope you keep on going. Well, Cameron, I hope you and Ebony keep on going. And I'm in Richmond on vacation, y'all. So y'all have a great day today. I love y'all. We're going to have a safe journey back. And this show is important, y'all. Hey, Participate. Paul. I appreciate that, man. I got a big smile on my face right now. I, I appreciate well, you, that. Well, you should, but you, but you, but you, you don't. Want, what I told you last week, I said, Cameron, you was chose for this job, and I also said, Cameron, that woman, you promoted her, but you promoted her spiritually because we have the ability to do anything. And I didn't say anything about this because I don't want to get involved in it. But we give credit to the religion and not give credit to our own indigenous. Mm -hmm. And we need to give credit to that. We are special people, and we have abilities. And when we tap into those abilities, we are able to make change. And we don't need no degrees to make these change. And obviously, I'm a living proof. I don't have a high school diploma. 
and yet I've been to college. I have three books in the Library of Congress. I have a letter from Barack Obama, and I've been around the juvenile center and all these different things. I have a charity and everything. So don't tell me what you can't do, what one man can't do. Together, though, y'all, we're going to fix this. And Cameron and Ebony are going to play a big role, guys. So support them. And support the and support the people that they bring on here. Support them too, because it takes a lot of courage to get on the radio and talk to people. That takes courage. Thank you, Paul. So thank you guys, and I hope you guys have a wonderful day. I'm getting ready to enjoy the rest of my day. Uh, I'm, I'm I'm telling y'all, I love you guys. Thank you, I love Paul. you guys. Thank you. We love y'all you. Have a great day today, thank and you. I'll talk to you later. All right, you as well. All right, all right. I appreciate that, Paul. You know, uh, I won't take any. Uh, time other than say thank you. I know Ebony appreciates it. She's on uh, enjoying her time off and vacation. And I do say thank you to Amos Brown because without him, I literally would not be on uh, the air right now. Uh, Amos, uh, for a little background, for those of you who don't know, uh, he referred to me as his protege. I would never say that, but that's what he told then prosecutor uh, Joe Hogsett when I was coming. He said, you treat Cameron good. He's my protege. And I had the honor and pleasure uh, filling in for Amos uh, multiple times while he was still with us on this earth. And um, I was also his last guest on his last show. So anytime someone brings up Amos, I can do nothing but smile and say thank you. Antonio. Uh, yes, sir. We got in a different direction there with, with uh, that. And I certainly appreciate that with Paul, but that proves the uh, power of the radio show and what it is and why you're here because they're, the phone lines are lit up with people wanting to know uh, how they can get help with what you're offering. Let's take some more calls. Let's see who this is online too. Caller, good morning. You're live on the air. Good morning. Good morning, uh, Cameron. Antonio, good morning. Brother Motep here. And good morning. Thank you for my call. Um, there is a need uh, for skilled trades. I mean, uh, the gentleman that worked in my home was uh, he's black, but he's over 60 years old. Very good. I mean, uh, anal about his uh, uh, detail and attention. Uh, I had a brand new carrier air conditioning system put in. They didn't look like us to put it in. Mm-hmm. That's right. They didn't look like us. Um, I did have one that was a plumber, but he was almost 60. Didn't. Don't, can you hear me? Yeah, I'm here. Go ahead. Okay, good. So there is a need. I don't understand... Uh, in, in, in all my travels, I will say this, Antonio, you can comment on this when I'm done. In all my travels, uh, in the white schools I'm hearing, even in Avon, they still do have skilled trades in the white schools. Uh, in the black schools, it was taken out for some sort of reason. Also, what's disturbing to me, even with the building you talked about, Cameron, that goes on in the city, if someone is listening and they're just out and about driving, every time they get to a construction site, just pause for a minute and see who's working there. Some some other nationalities are learning these trades. I'm, I'm seeing them running those big, long ditch witches, these uh, uh, big scoopers, uh, these big rollers, and everything like that. Someone's learning them. Because, but when you look at those sites, they don't look like us. So there's a disconnect here between real-world uh, skill, real-world application, and this push to either you go to college or nothing. I went to college. I have a skill, actually, by going to college. I didn't just learn uh, a, a liberal arts. I do have a skill that takes me anywhere around the world, and certifications and standards and national stuff. So that that that's that's one thing. But I wish <laughs> when I was younger, I probably could have spent a lot less money and had something. What a couple of, a couple of white gentlemen I know have that still make a hundred twenty, hundred thirty thousand dollars a year. So there's a need for that. I don't know what what's going to bring it about back in the schools, but maybe else it's the public taxpayers got to do it. And the last thing, um, Antonio, since you did run for office and was attempting to become a political figure, I ask you your political question. I worked with six, seven, eight, nine, ten physicians last week in my practice. What I do, maybe some nurse practitioners. None of them would recommend sending a child to school right now. None of them. Ten physicians. And nurse, but none of them would. Your opinion, 
as far as what we're seeing locally. And Cameron announced 855 new cases the other day, which was the second most since the pandemic. What is uh, in Hamilton Southeastern went to all virtual. What are they seeing, in your opinion, Antonio, that they're not seeing for our black children? Because it seems to me that in some of these white areas, the teachers are pushing back. They're getting protection. And it seems like in the black areas that they're not trying to protect either the teachers or the students. That's just in my opinion, according to the facts and the data and then what everyone else is doing. So you can comment on that, too. And thanks for taking my call. Appreciate thanks, Imhotep. Antonio, what do you think? Well, I, first of all, I just want to commend him for being such a knowledgeable person. Um, those those uh, comments are, are, are very relevant as it relates to what's going on in our society. And I'm proud to report that I am the only African-American in the state of Indiana who has a nationally accredited school for the skilled trades. Well, I was just going to ask, as he was asking that, all right, let's say I want to switch careers, but I got no experience. But as you're about to say, no problem. Yeah, no problem. But let's go back to the, I I, I do want to go in, go a little deeper than that because he went a little deeper than that and i okay. want him to know that that i am very well conscious of the fact that uh there seem to be some level of targeting of uh, black schools and taking the skill traits out of schools i think that that is a very relevant uh uh, uh situation uh but at the same time uh what about getting back to uh, what we can do to change that, because it's one thing on saying that that's the case, and it's another thing on doing something about it. We're really doing something about that. We we're in the jails. We we are we're in the community. Um, there was a company that came under the auspices, uh, and I'll just tell you, the Indiana Construction Roundtable. Uh, the president came, sat in my class told me that, hey, we're going to partner together and work together and help black people get jobs and training. They found out my concept, who I was connected with, how I was doing it, took the program, and now they're doing the exact same thing I'm doing, but they're getting more publicity in the black uh, newspaper. And the recorder, they're in the recorder, and they they literally took my program. And, and And then they have the nerve to talk about how blacks and women need to be in the skilled trades. Well, the thing of it is, if we don't support each other, then we're going to continue to have these level of problems. And 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 and, and I live in the community, so whatever dollars I, I'm spending, I'm trying to spend them in the community. I, I'm living in Martindale, Brightwood, so um, we do need to be conscious of how we uh, spend our money, how we spend our time, how we uh, go into certain agreements with certain groups. We have to examine all of that, and yes, it is political. Uh, we have to look at who's representing us and who's not representing us, and how can our interests be heard? Because if you think about our children, that's our responsibility to protect our children. We know, we don't need to look for anyone else or give anyone else power or authority to keep the health of our children. We have that responsibility. But one good thing I can honestly say. We have a, a star in the midst of us by Dr. Virginia Kane, who is doing a phenomenal job throughout this city, the 12th largest city in America. She is doing a phenomenal job. And I will say this, you can trust her judgment. I would not dare speak on something that I'm not qualified to speak on, but I do know Dr. Virginia Kane will lead us in the right direction. We can rely on her information. She is not a compromised person she will tell the truth. Antonio, you got more calls at 317-239-9696. We're going to try to squeeze in a couple more before we have to move on. Uh, but as I told you, Antonio, before, I said when you start getting calls, this could be a 10-minute segment or an hour-long segment. So you're making the phones ring this morning. Uh, caller on line one. Good morning. You're live on the air. Hello. Hello. You're live on the air. What's your name? My name is Shauna Lipscomb. Good morning. Good morning. I'm- so Lipscomb's wife, and I just want to tell him I'm proud of him for what he's doing in the community and his program. But I, what I would like for him to touch on a little bit is that there are a lot of um, positions in the skilled trade for women. And a lot of times women, when they hear construction, you know, steer away from the field. 
And so I want him to talk about the opportunities that are available for women in, in the field of construction. I know there's cleanup construction and other opportunities as well. And would you just talk on that a little bit so that women will realize that they can also take the course as well. All right. Thank you, Ms. Lipscomb. Appreciate it. Thank you. All right, Mr. Lipscomb. Cameron, she's one of the most loveliest women you could ever run into. I love my wife so dearly. And uh, she's right. I mean, always been a, a real need for women to apply and get into the field of construction. And it's not as hard as one might think. There's so, so many different opportunities, Thank including you, architectural design. There's, there's different inspection jobs. There's just some flagging jobs. So it's, it's so many different areas of related fields of construction as well as construction that a person can get into just by taking our training. And so she's, she's right. The, low, the numbers are very, very low when it comes to women in skilled trades. But yet, it is a great opportunity for them to be involved. Uh, Antonio, let's try to squeeze in one more call, then we'll have to decide what we're going to do because the phone lines are still hot. Uh, caller on line two. Good morning. You're live on the air. Hello. Hello. You're live on the air. Who's this? This is Patrick. Patrick, what's up? Um, good morning. Thank you for taking my call. My question is how can we get in contact uh, with the brother to get some more information? I'm currently in the medical field, and I have this kind of uh, thing that they're really going to start pushing this vaccine and a lot of people are kind of weary about it and to the degree of maybe if you don't take the vaccine you won't be able to work and things of that nature so um, if you can just put out his contact information or a website so we can um, get in touch. Absolutely. Thank you, sir. Antonio. Thank you. Yes, sir. Uh, anyone who wants to take the course a lot of the training will be online, so you would simply go on mccindiana.org, M as in Mary, C as in cat, C as in cat, indiana.org, and hit the enrollment tab. Right now, if you're 18 and older with a high school diploma, you can log in and get the class at no cost. Um, and my direct cell number for, for those who want to get a hold of me right away, 317-205-7058, 317-205-7058. All right, Antonio, let's get one more call in because the phones are still ringing at 317-239-9696. Caller, good morning. Who's this? Hello, it's, it's Larry Bond. Hey, you What's know, up? I've been saying this for many years, and I'm glad Antonio stepped forward to do something about it. But when you get most of these young men now, they either want to be like little doozy, walking around with their pants hanging down, a bunch of stupid-looking dreadlocks on the air. Hey, nobody's going to hire you on a, on a construction site in that state. They want people that are going to come out there and work. You know it's going to be 90 degrees today, Antonio, but Masons uh -huh. are still out there early in the morning and late in the evening covering their uh, day's work. So people need to understand, you can have every prep school in here, like we have all these uh, charter schools, all prep schools, go to college or die, go to college or die. Hey, all they're doing is setting you up to go to prison, and that's what they're doing, and we know that. We need to change every one of them into trade schools and let these young men, even at 12 years old, get out there with the Masons, start spreading for them, start chopping for them, Going with the plumbers, learning how to make their cuts, how to make their calculations. I know I spent a seven-year apprenticeship, right? And that was uh, 30-some years ago. And that had really saved my life. If you can do something according to measurements and being obedient to a square and a level, your work cannot be questioned anywhere on this planet. I don't care where you go. And if you're talking about something you got to be licensed to do, right, your license can always be called into questions and you can be put out of job. But when you know how to cut and measure and be obedient, uh, then you're going to make be a success in life. So I'm just so tired of seeing everybody talking about preparation school. Oh, you need to go to college, young man. They're trying to avoid that heat out there, Antonio. And when you go on a job and somebody calls you the N-word, you take it and say, hey, God bless you. I know I am. I'm just trying to learn a trade and try to make money for my <laughs> me and my family. So uh, we right, need to man. get over that. Right. And, and in fact, Antonio, the last thing, that ought to be part of your uh, orientation 
telling these young men, you can't go on jobs talking like the other boy that just called in talking about how racism and stuff. You got to forget about all that because that raises you above all that when you can go out on a job and lay up. Uh, Five or six hundred, uh, a split face block a day. The foreman is going to have you out there. I don't care what you look like. So you better learn that right now. It's going to be really too late for us. All right. Thank you, Larry. Call skilled intellect. All right. Thank you, Larry. Antonio, uh, the show just starting for you on the radio. I know you just did your second or you're about to do your second. I know you're in your first couple of shows. Uh, and today you've got a good little sample of uh, how powerful it is to offer these opportunities to people because even as we get ready to wrap up, the phones are still ringing for you. Well, yeah, and I want to say that I agree with Larry. I mean, he's, Larry's always been a great advocate for the skilled trades, and I want you to know, Larry, that we're looking for 10 black contractors so that we can help them get access to uh, a wealth. Uh, we want to make 10 black contractors millionaires. And so that's the reason why you need to get a hold of us is because we got so many different opportunities that we're trying to do. We're trying to do an incubator so that we can have these uh, construction companies so that we're not worried about racism like Larry mentioned because we're not asking anyone for a job because we are the job. We're, we're creating jobs for others. And so that's the line of, of where we're going down. And also far as to show – Cameron, man, uh, first of all, I want to thank and, thank and commend you for the work that you're doing. Uh, Amos Brown is also a mentor of mine. Uh, I had a lot of respect for Amos. And uh, and the thing about that is uh, I, I would want to be involved so bad that my wife and, and some of the, my close friends would call me Antonio Brown because <laughs> that's, that's how much respect I have for Amos. And to hear the fact that you're carrying on his legacy it's just such a wonderful thing. And so that's really what the show is about. Black Power Presents. We're talking about, hey, black people, uh, we don't need to rely on anyone any longer. Uh, we can come together and we can make things happen for ourselves. And so this has been a great show, great content. Uh, at the end of the day, it's still about us communicating, uh, getting a word out there about a variety of different opportunities that are available. And I'll say this as we conclude. Please get online, go to mccindiana.org, sign your kids up. We have Indiana Reentry, where if they're getting out of jails and prisons, uh, you go to uh, indianareentry.com, excuse me, .org, sign them up. We have free training, we have financial literacy, we have uh, legal assistance, there's a plethora, of, uh, we have even connects with uh the housing, there's counseling, there's so many different opportunities. We do way more than just vocational training. Give me a personal call, 317-205-7058. Please wait till I get off the line, uh, off, the, off the show here. But uh, call me. Let's get it going, family. Antonio Lipscomb with the Minority Contractors Collaboration and the host of the new show on our sister station, AM 1310 The Light, 92.7 FM. It is called Black Power Presents, and it airs Sundays at 6 o'clock. Antonio, my man, congratulations on the new show. Thank you for what you're doing, and thank you for waking up on a Sunday morning with us. Hey, God bless you, man, and Godspeed. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Uh, God bless you, and... Wow. Uh, as Antonio's going to learn, this show goes by really fast when you have uh, good things to talk about and the phone lines blowing up as they have uh, here this morning. Uh, coming up for the rest of the show, we are going to go to open lines. And two of the things I definitely want to hear from you about Indianapolis is one, back to school or not. You heard M.O.T.E.P. talk about it. He's been fired up about this for weeks. Schools are starting to push their dates back because these coronavirus numbers are continuing to climb and there's no sign of them slowing down. So do you go back to school or not? And then secondly, have you heard there's a new Black Lives Matter mural coming to Indianapolis? And as you can imagine, not everybody is happy with that plan. But some of the reasons why may not be the ones you're thinking about. We'll talk about all of that on the other side of the break. So now, Call me, 317-239-9696. Should we be going back to school or not? And should there be a Black Lives Matter mural, or is that a waste of time? 
We'll talk about all of that this morning. 317-239-9696. 317-239-9696. More of The Open Line Show is coming up. We want to hear from you, your thoughts, your views, your voice. We are your eye on the community. It's Open Lines on Hot 96.3. Keeping you connected to what's happening in our city. It's Open Lines on Hot 96.3. Hi, this is Oshia Boyd, editor of the Indianapolis Reporter newspaper and Indiana Minority Business Magazine. You're listening to Open Lines with Ebony Chappelle and Cameron Riddle. Indiana Avenue will soon look a little different when the words Black Lives Matter are painted on this historic stretch of road, a once prominent area for black-owned businesses in the early days of Indianapolis. Indiana Avenue um, historically was um, a black area where um, black people gathered that had bars and clubs and businesses that were dedicated to black people. Somewhere near the Madam Walker Legacy Center and the headquarters for the Indianapolis Urban League will be a mural with the words Black Lives Matter along with the faces of people killed by police in Indianapolis. The plan was approved by the City County Council this week, but members of Indy 10 have been working on the concept and planning for several weeks. We wanted to be a part of it specifically to make sure that it was brought down to a local level, that the um, names that were spoken weren't just George Floyd, weren't just Mike Brown, names that are very important, but it was also brought down to um, Christopher Goodlow, Dre John Reed, Mikhail Rose, you know, Eleanor Northington. Members of Indy 10 say protesting in the streets isn't the only thing they do. Their goal is to show why black lives matter and why there is a need for systemic change. You'll see them do that as they work to elevate black artists and performers from Indy, creating a paid opportunity for black artists to paint the mural and black performers who will be on stage at the block party for the murals unveiling. So this really is a way for us to center black joy and to make sure that we are sustaining our community as we're seeking to do it. While the mural could be considered a step toward progress, members of Indy 10 Black Lives Matter say there is still plenty of work ahead. Because we are getting a mural painted in the street does not mean that we stop fighting for justice. That We still have demands, we still need systemic change, we still need for the police to be defunded, and we still need the autopsy report from a, for J. John Reed to be released, and we need for the officers to be brought to justice. In Indianapolis, Cameron Riddle, RTV6. And so, Andy, what do you think about that? 317-239-9696. You heard it right there. Black Lives Matter, Black Lives Matter mural coming to Indianapolis. Is it a good idea? We'll do open lines until we go off the air at 9 o'clock. And we also want to hear from you on back to school or not. Should we be going back to school physically in the classroom as the coronavirus numbers continue to climb. Let's talk about those two subjects and whatever else you want to talk about at 317-239-9696. Callers are already standing by on the live line. Let's see who this is on line one. Caller, good morning. Hey, how's it going? Good. How are you? What's up? Uh, this is Joe. Hey, I wanted to run by a couple of things. Uh, for the people, the children not going to school, mm-hmm. I don't I don't understand the symbolism that they uh, the parents need permission to keep their children out of school. Only ones uh, need permissions, uh, seem like uh, Marion County. Uh, other parents got authority. They know they have authority. They don't have to ask authority. They're keeping their children out of school. I think we should talk about uh, maybe life insurance for our kids once you send them there into these death traps. And um, another thing, uh, we're global now. We don't need one mediator to get jobs. There's jobs out here and also... Uh, ability to get your own job this cult-like uh symbolism and it's, it's only happening here other people don't have problems it seems like outside of marion county it's like another world but when we get inside the loop of i call it black mayberry there's a problem it's only the ones that live here think like that other people can come here get rich and do everything else 
And uh, uh, the last thing, uh, Imhotep didn't get his question asked. Answered is is uh is a contradictory that um one person that I'm not gonna mention her name said it's okay for your children to go to school, but uh, someone said uh it's okay. No, that person made a bad choice, and other people are going against it. But once again, Black Mayberry um said it's okay. They didn't want to send their kids back, uh, send their kids back to school. Now they uh, pulled it back, but it's up to the parents. Uh, you don't have to. Ask permission. Either you, you got authority of your child or you don't. But Black Mayberry needs somebody to lead them. Thank you. All right. Appreciate the call. 317-239-9696. And remember, when it comes to going back to school, every school district in Marion County, and I believe all, if not most schools in Indiana, uh, will be offering e-learning, whether they go to school or not. Uh, physical school or not. So you can either do e-learning or go to physical school. So there are options. The people who don't have options are the people who work in the schools, the teachers, the uh, the bus drivers, the janitors, the principals, the administrators. They're the ones who have to physically go to school and have no choice if they want to keep a job unless their school district has been able to hook them up with a job teaching some of the online classes. And I know that has happened where there are people who are at high risk um, because they don't want to be in front of a classroom. So they've made some accommodations with that. But still. Uh, you know, the, the students have a choice. Not all of the staff members in every school district have that choice. Let's keep talking about it. 317-239-9696. What do you think? Going back to school, what do you think of the Black Lives Matter mural? What is on your mind? Let's go to the caller on line two. Good morning. You're live on the air. Hello? Going once, going twice. Caller on line three. Good morning. You're live on the air now. Hello. Hey, you're live on the air. Oh, good, great. The question about um, forces of school uh-huh. that should be a that should be a choice. Uh, I have a disagreement about the one brother talking about pull your pants up and the braids and all that super mm. nonsense. Because it, you know something's going to happen. It's going to happen. First of all, correct thinking, correct knowledge, not an opinion, but knowing your history. That's real important. That's to the Black Lives Matter meal. There's a lot of black artists is not being benefited from Black Lives Matter. Black Lives Matter was a hashtag at first. And then uh, in Milwaukee, the original member of Black Lives Matter, they were murdered. Then George Soros or whoever gave a lot of money to Black Lives Matter. You need to say Black Lives Matter to who? First of all, because it's like when you're dealing with Indianapolis, we're small but mighty. You know what I'm saying? But it shouldn't be one particular person taking over. Your leader is yourself. And, and um, you've got to, you're dealing with a lot of issues for police and everything. It's always been happening. But the police, they've got too much money. So these guns, or whatever it is, equipment, let me say. Mm-hmm. And they've got to use it. We're the only, they're not killing Chinese people. They're not killing Arab people. They're killing us. Reason why? Because of economics and we need to address that. We're not addressing it. The next movement is hashtag uh, no anti-black racism. That's the newest hashtag. Because we're getting uh, uh, everybody doing the thing. The black and brown. What's the brown? When they get their money, man, they're not. They don't. It's the only thing we see is a brown thing when they're in left. Let's, let's be serious. You know, it's just child's play. We get on the radio. We get on the radio. Get emotional about something. You know that that. It's already in front of our face. The whole world is looking looking at us. We need to get federal charges. Federal charges. Because right now, nobody's addressing. Nobody's addressing our issues. Not even other blacks from other countries addressing us. Native black Americans, your foundation, uh, 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 um, what is it? Uh, we come from slavery. Uh, uh, native slavery. Uh, uh, I can't get the word right. But, but anyway. I appreciate you know, your call, man. Thank you. Yeah. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, uh, as as he mentioned, black artists uh, are getting paid to uh, are paid to put up this mural. It's being uh, it'll say the words Black Lives Matter. And then it'll also be some of the faces, as you heard, of people killed by police here in Indianapolis will be on the street. So black artists will be getting the opportunity to paint that. And you may have heard this week, as I alluded to in that story uh, that I played a few minutes ago, that this was the city county council's idea. It was not. This was something that the Indianapolis arts council has been doing 
uh, for several weeks. That's where the stuff started on the circle. That's where Terry K. Wilson was uh, painting that he's a black artist. I did a story on him a couple weeks ago, and I think we played that here on the air uh, on Open Lines. Um, but that said, uh, the, the Black Lives Matter was approached by, hey, would you guys like like to do this? And they, Indy 10, have been working to put this together for the past couple of weeks. The city county council ended up approving it. Uh, they were going to do it without their permission anyway, but they approved it uh, because it's going to it's going to be on a street where a bus runs and and all of that. And so a lot of people are upset because they feel like they're working with the city county council to do it. And really, it was a very small thing uh, for the city county council to do. Some people say it's a performative action where it's just for show by the city county council. But I know a lot of people who say I just need people to say it. I need people to see it. I need people to hear it. Before that, I can believe that they actually believe it. How are you going to believe? How am I going to believe that you care if you can't even say it? That's what I hear from a lot of people. What do you think? 317-239-9696. Caller, online one. You're live on the Open Line Show. Hello. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing great. What's on your mind? What's your name? Okay, I'm Crystal. I'm calling because, um, well, what's on my mind is I feel like with... um, them starting school, I think it's way too early, even mm-hmm. if they started in August or September. I think it's too early. I think it's going to be a mess. And I think, um, you know, the corona is just going to go throughout the school. People are going to keep on getting it. And also, I feel like the teachers are at risk. And the substitute teachers, I know I used to substitute. Mm-hmm. I think they're at risk. They're definitely at risk. And um, I looked on the job, uh, I looked on the uh, Indeed, and they're paying like $80 uh, for substitute teachers to risk their life and get corona. I mean, I just think it's ridiculous. Um, I think they need to wait to start school, at least wait until next year. And also, I don't think there's enough resources for the parents when school's out. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of the parents have trouble trying to help the kids with their schoolwork and stuff like that. I mean, I, my kids are grown, but I've talked to other people, you know, and they don't, they might not have the proper resources to help the kids with the homework and stuff, mm-hmm. you know, and then they're trying to work. And then there's daycare. I mean, I thank goodness my kids are grown because then they got to worry about daycare also. I feel like they're not giving them resources, enough resources for the for the uh, people that have kids in school, you know, they got to worry about their job. So I just think it's, you know, it's just not a good time for school to start because of the corona. I looked at the statistics. It was like 800 and something people yesterday. Yep, 855. That's been the second highest day since we started tracking this back in March. So it is real. Thank you for your call. Thank you. Okay. All right. Let's try to squeeze in another before we wrap up the show. Caller on line two. Good morning. You're live on the air. Yes, good morning. I want to comment on the whole Black Lives Matter mural thing. All right, take it. Go ahead. uh, Well, in my opinion, it depends on the city itself because if they're promoting this mural and all these different things after all of the riots and all these things, we've been here before. We've had a lot of riots in the past, people tearing up stuff, people being mad, and it goes right back to the same thing. And we have the city trying to push a mural why don't we have these cities and these committees trying to push people going out to vote and their voting rights, how to get to these voter registrations, how to get access to voting polls, how to get access to valid IDs to have a right to vote. We need to start asking these questions and get to the voting. All of these people in the city are mad because of the whole police brutality thing all over the country, but it's just going to be the same thing in the past. We riot, Tear stuff down, we mad, and then it goes right back to the same thing. They just sweep it under the rug. And until all of the people in the city understand the politics of the matter, until we all go and vote, nothing will change. It'll just go right back to the way it was. All right, man. I appreciate your call, and you are absolutely right. Go out there and vote. And uh, as we get ready to wrap up the show, I'm going to take one more call. But uh, we just lost an, another uh, civil rights icon, a leader, uh John Lewis, who put his life on the line a number of times, was arrested, I think, 40 times over his career, uh, all so that we black people could vote. And so as we remember him this weekend, we remind you to go vote. People fought, uh, literally gave their lives 
and fought their entire lives so that we could have that right to vote. Let's get in one more call before we go. Caller on line three, good morning. You're live on the Open Line Show. I just want to go to the art proposition. Most people don't understand what art is, uh, Cameron. Art is a, is something that not only has a visual meaning, but it's intellectual. And what's happening downtown, I've seen Terry Wilson down there. I consider that he's painting propaganda. That's why they're letting him paint it. The Black Lives Matters is propaganda, too, because when you look at it, and you research the people that he have painted, and you see what they're doing. If somebody looks at that 100 years from now, they're going to say, what was wrong with these people? Look who they were building up, and look at the time, what was happening to the kids that were trying to go to school. So we need to think about art can be destructive, art can build up, it can lie, it can be propaganda. Art is, uh, life imitates art. So we need to think about when we're endorsing these artists and the work propaganda that they're producing, downtown and in other places all that's going to be blamed on us and historically people don't think about a hundred years in advance when you look at it and you see those murals downtown in a hundred years and you see the destruction you see that uh, they had to board their windows up to keep people from breaking their windows out all that's going to lead back to why did they exterminate black people this is why they done it right here they're going to show us they're going to show the vivid pictures they're going to show black lives matters which is an organization run by uh, white people, just like the civil rights movement. And they're going to say, these people were out of their mind. They voted for their own economic destruction, and they were mischaracterized, but it's all being built up. If anybody studies history knows that there has to be a consensus build up first. Then with the consensus, then they do their work. All right, Larry, thank you for your call. Hey, if you disagree with Larry... You get the chance to call back into the show next Sunday, live at 8. We are working on putting, well, we were working on putting together some sort of back-to-school special. But now, for most people, back-to-school will be online. Nevertheless, there's plenty to talk about, and I am hoping we can get Dr. Kane in here to answer your questions about going back to school and coronavirus, period, as these numbers continue to rise. I want to thank you so much for joining us on this Sunday morning. It has been a fantastic show, and the phone is still ringing right now as we work to get off of the air. Ebony Chappelle has been enjoying some well-deserved time off. She'll be back with me here in the Radio 1 studios next Sunday. Until then, have a great week, and I'll see you tomorrow for the news on RTV6.